Hello and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast where we share hot tips on how to do life and business without losing your mind. I'm your host Savita Nanjapa, entrepreneur, high achieving 9 to 5er turned transformational success coach, helping you create a wildly successful business. Come hang out with me and other fabulous humans like you every week for stories and chats packed with a healthy dose of tips, resources, how-tos and real talk. Side effects may include a happier and more confident you with each passing day. I I feel like there's so many connections that I'm making as you're sharing this. I have a, a different question for you which is when we talk about money mindset or learning changing your money story. What's the starting point? So I've come to you and I'm like Dr. Fryer, please help me. I, I maybe I don't even know I have a terrible money mindset. Maybe I just think I can't make money. I'm not lucky. Um, I'm, you know, I had to be born rich. Now it's too hard. It's too late. I'm too old. All of these stories. What is the starting point for me to start transforming? Like, what's where would you start uh, in helping me change? That is such a great question, and where I would invite you to start where I started, where I continue to start and where all of my clients start is right where you are. You start where you are. So what I heard you say was, uh, let's say I don't even know I have a terrible money story. That is true for all of us. We don't know what is in the subconscious until we go investigate. The conscious mind thinks it knows everything because the conscious mind is here to keep us safe. And it bases its idea of safety on very, very, very early conditioning. It's your personal conditioning in the family of origin you grew up in, those who raised you. It's, it's the collective conditioning of the culture you grew up in. If you're a woman, all women are, are uh, rising through, rising from the collective conditioning that says we are literally worth less than men which of course could not be farther from the truth. All life comes through the creative, the Shakti, the divine feminine. All life comes through the divine feminine. All creative impulse is the divine feminine. It is the the creative space that is in the void. It's in the darkness. It's in the emptiness. You know, the seed that results in another human gets planted in an empty womb, not in a full one. The the seed of creativity gets planted when your mind is empty, not when it's full and thinks it knows everything. And so there's a requirement that we empty out, which, you know, to bring it back to the heart, the heart constantly goes back to empty so that it can fill. The leaves fall from the tree so that the tree is more exposed, it's more vulnerable so that more light gets in. So how do you begin to explore your money story? The subconscious leaves clues. So look at your bank account. How much is in there right now? That's a reflection, not of your potential, not of what's possible starting right now. That's simply reflecting how many enrollment conversations have you had in the last week or month or year. Um, If you're working for somebody else, When's the last time you had a conversation about renegotiating your salary, Mm. et cetera? You know, it's simply showing you, here's what you've done up until this point. Here's what you've received up until this point. Here's what you've 
agreed that you deserve to receive up until this point. So it doesn't have any bearing on what you are capable of going forward. And the world is changing so fast right now. There is so, so much opportunity right now that every one of us gets to link arms and help each other rise into. So look at your things like your bank account, look at your body. Are you sleeping well? You know, everybody's feeling stress right now. It's not just that we're at war. It's not just that we've, we're entering year three of a pandemic. It's not just that we're, we're experiencing inflation, right? There's just this collective you know, squeeze that we're all feeling yeah. from a whole bunch of things. And, and what happens when you squeeze toothpaste, it rises. What happens when you squeeze a pastry tube, it rises. So the squeeze is actually, it, it, is, it is creating conditions for every one of us to rise in a different way. So look at the story, look at the words. You shared a lot of money mindset, uh, subconscious beliefs that a lot of people share. Yeah. I'm too old. I can't make any money. Uh, this doesn't work for me. I'm going to have to work really, really hard. I don't have time. I don't know enough. So that's a belief that you've been operating with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're watching the belief, can you see yourself playing the role of somebody who says, I'm too old? Well, what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong? The question, the beliefs. Yeah. Question what, you know, what you're hearing in your head, question the story you're telling yourself, question the way you talk about yourself in your own head, question the way you talk about yourself to other people. You know, do you, are you quick to say, oh, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Or are you quick to say, I'm going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be resourceful. I know there's a way I'm taking a stand. I'm not budging. I'm going to, I'm going to stand right here and you know, put a stake in the ground for what I believe in. And I'm not going to let these beliefs of negativity and, and my insufficiency, I'm not going to let that steamroll me. I'm going to take a stand for me. I'm willing to, to fight those beliefs. You know, on some level, what's going on in the outer world is being reflected internally. And how much are we at war internally with ourselves? How much do we violate ourselves? So you can hear it in the language. You can also feel it in your body. If there's a part of you that really wants to make more money and you immediately feel your stomach clamp down, that's because there's a part of you that is resistant to receiving. Yeah. You know, there's a part of you that's afraid, well, people aren't going to like me if I make that much money. Who am I to make money when so many people are starving? Who am I to be, you know, part of the 1%? Well, you know, your subconscious is the 99% of the rest of you. Your conscious mind is the 1% that's dominating you. Wow. We know what if you let the 99% of the rest of you that's intuitive and compassionate and creative and innovative and, and disruptive and mysterious and, and mystical and philosophical, et cetera. What if you let that into the room with you so that you're, you know, when you're looking at the jumbotron of life, you're not mm-hmm. looking at the one pixel as if that's an expression of the entire scene. It's not. There's so much more available. Yeah. I so look at the body's response and look at the, the words that you say, and then you'll begin to have an indication of how you're reacting to the thought. The thought doesn't control you. You created the thought. You're the one thinking the thought. Yeah. You're watching the thought. And if you get addicted to it, and if you identify as it, 
you're going to get all tangled up in the thought as if you're the thought and then the thoughts controlling you. But if you can watch the thought, you can choose to interact with it. Is that true? What if it's not true? I actually have a different thought. There you are presenting with that thought. And now here comes another thought and here comes another thought and here's another thought and just, you know, walk around and see them from different perspectives. Yeah. But what comes to mind is this is so hard to do, right? Because yes. <laughs> it's really hard to explore those thoughts. What is your suggestion? Make some time, do this practice every day. Like what are some tips and tools that you recommend to start doing this on an everyday basis till you reach a point where those thoughts are not the first thing that come to your mind when you think about mm -hmm. money? Great, great question. So number one, remember we said question everything. So every time you hear yourself saying, it's so hard, it's so hard, it's so hard, there's nothing that's hard or easy. It's your conditioning that says it's hard. Okay. So you're addicted to the idea that there's a problem. You're addicted because the mind, I'm not saying you are, I'm saying we oh, are yeah. as, a, as human species. What the mind does is the mind goes and looks for problems. Why? Because if there's a problem, if there's something broken, if there's something that needs to be fixed, the mind gets to rush in and say, yay, look at me. I'm so great. I fixed it. The mind needs that for its own self-validation. So the mind is going to create problems, even if there aren't any, so that the mind can rush in and say, look at me, look how great I am. I fixed it. That's what the mind does. So we've got to become first aware of the movie that's running in front of the mind. And you've got to realize, oh, that's an interesting movie. But rather than you being in the movie, move back in the theater. Instead of being in the front row, being like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Move back and watch yourself playing the role of the starving artist. Mm. Or better yet, get up out of the chair in cinema number one in the Cineplex because you've been sitting in that same damn chair your entire life. You've been watching that same movie play out every day. You've memorized every frame. You laugh when you're supposed to. You cry when you're supposed to. You pretend to be the victim when you're supposed to. You pretend to be helpless when you're supposed to. Why? So that you can be the hero of the movie, right? I mean, this is just, this is part of our human condition. You could get up out of that movie theater walk down the hall, walk into movie theater, let's say number eight, mm -hmm. eight because it's the infinity sign sideways. Let's say you step into movie theater number eight. There's a totally different movie playing on the screen. Mm -hmm. You can change your movie, but you've got to decide that there is enough dissatisfaction with what you have already created, or you're just, you know, you, you've done that enough. You know, think of like traveling. Most people that I work with love to travel. They're super adventurous. They're psyched to get on a plane and go to a country they've never yeah. been to before and hear the movie and hear the, hear the music and eat the food and, and you know, yeah. see the beautiful fabric in a new country. And being an entrepreneur is just like that. Could you give yourself permission to be adventurous, to explore it, to say, wow, I've never made six figures or multiple six figures. I wonder what that would be like. Who mm. would I be? How mm. would I show up? It, you're right. It is... It is very challenging for the mind that wants to control everything to come up with the solution because the conscious mind cannot come up with the solution 
for the problem it created. The conscious mind is going to bang its head against the wall forever. If you could have figured it out by now, you would have with your Mm. conscious mind. And the reason you can't is because your conscious mind is the wrong tool. You've got to access this at the nervous system level, which is at the energetic level that preceded the creation of the conscious mind. Yeah. So you've got to work with somebody Mm. who is not you because your conscious mind identifies as you. Every single one of us works with people who are spiritual business coaches or who are uh, EFT practitioners, EMDR practitioners, biofeedback practitioners, um, craniosacral, uh, breath work, pranayama, lots of different ways. There are many, 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 many ways to access the subconscious mind, but you've got to work with somebody who's not you Mm. so that they can reflect to you the parts of you that you can't see. Yeah, I think that's a great, like that is a must do because if you're going to tell yourself the same thing over and over again, nothing's going to change. So having outside feedback, outside counsel is going to be really, um, that's going to be like the game changer. And I think I, I completely agree with you on that. Now, let's say I'm very aware I know what my money story is. I fix some of it. Uh-huh. At what point? And now, you know, things are going great. Is this a one-time thing that I do? At what point do I know that I think I need an up level? I think I need uh-huh. an update. How do uh-huh. I know this? Uh, or is it just working consistently with somebody and I keep getting those upgrades? What's your advice? Mm. Mm. So my mind immediately goes to nature and I keep looking out the window because there are trees outside of my window. So the idea of when am I done Mm. is something the conscious mind says, because the conscious mind tends to think of here's the beginning and here's the end. It's very linear. It works in a horizontal uh, direction. So here's where I am, here's where I'm going and what's the path for me to get there. And this is often how business coaching is taught. So uh, right now I have my elbow going horizontally across the screen. What I teach my clients is to, and this also looks like negative, right? Mm. So I teach my clients to add the vertical axis, which also looks like a positive sign. When you are oriented vertically, you realize that the breath that I'm breathing is creating the physical form of me. The breath that's coming in, the non-physical is creating the physical. This is how everything gets created. And because I'm constantly breathing in a breath and then I exhale and then there's another one, I'm never done. There is no beginning, middle or end. Everything is part of the continuation. Everything is a continuous cycle. And from the highest, widest, biggest philosophical perspective we can imagine, this physical body will turn to dust. Mm. What will remain? is the non-physical. And we have been taught to identify with the physical. Mm. And the physical is always in the process of dissolving and creating new and dissolving and creating new. Look at the trees. They root deeper and they extend higher into the, into the sky. They, their roots go deeper and wider and their crown expands higher and wider. So there's this constant cycle of growth that is never ending. And from that perspective, we're never done. 
Mm. Your to-do list is never done. Your growth is never done. Even when you drop the body, your body will decay and turn to dust. And whatever one does with the body, once the soul leaves the body, you know, perhaps you put the cremated ashes into Maganga, or perhaps you put it into a plant that just, you know, takes off, or, or perhaps you bury your beloved in the earth, and it becomes literally sustenance for the next generation of creation, right? Mm. Everything is part of a continuing cycle. So to the extent that you can begin to give your conscious mind reassurance that it's okay not to be done. Mm. It's okay not to be done. It, you know, it's really so liberating. Mm. My to-do list is never done because I'm a creator. There's always something more. There's always another inspiration. Uh, and in terms of, you know, are you ever done? Well, I think that growth happens like, like the heart. There's a lot of growth and then there's going to be some contraction. Mm. There's a lot of growth and then there's going to be some contraction. There's a lot of growth and then there's going to be some contraction. And I see this with every person I coach. I see this in my own evolution. The first time I broke six figures, I was elated for one hot minute. And then I was so ashamed of myself. And I thought, oh. who's going to be my friend? None of my artist friends are going to be my friends. None of my yoga friends are going to be my friends. I can't tell anybody. I'm so embarrassed. I don't want to be one of those rich jerks who trashes the environment. I, I didn't have an identity of, of someone who could do well and do good for the planet. I, I didn't have a model for that. All I understood of rich people was they're jerks and they're manipulative and they're controlling. And I didn't want to be that. Right. So I really had to shift my identity around that. And, you know, there's nothing richer than rich soil. That is the richness that feeds the entire planet. Mm. Earth, Mother Earth. It's so humble. So, uh, you know, I had a great moment of contraction. I was afraid to make money because what are they going to think of me? And I forgot, oh, I'm carrying a spark of the divine. It doesn't matter what they think of me. And then, you know, I had another expansion. Um, and I think, you know, it might've been like a year and then I had a six figure month. And then again, I totally freaked out and I thought I was going to have a nervous breakdown. Mm. You know, it was, it was just so scary for me to expand and be bigger because of these beliefs of who do you think you are? You can't do that. You can't be that responsible. You can't be that much of an authority. It was just so, you know, like what would the, the heart, the, the thing that the mind perceives as hard is bumping up into beliefs that other people's other is bumping into other people's beliefs that we mm. think they're not going to love us if we're bigger than them. And of course, nature doesn't play that game. The lilac doesn't look down at the rose. The rose mm. doesn't look up at the maple tree. Like all of it creates beauty and harmony. Yeah. So there will be a moment of feeling like, oh no, it's mm. really hard. And that's, that's exactly the moment that you want to lean in. That's the moment that you want support because that's the moment that you're going to have a breakthrough because right after this contraction comes the big expansion right after the biggest contraction baby is born right mm -hmm. 
That, that's how it happens. It, it can't be any other way. And if you think about this from a coaching perspective, you know, the greatest athletes in the world don't get the coach after they've got the gold medal. No, they get the coach all along the way. And the coaching all along the way eventually lands them on the podium, wherever they are. It gets them into the Olympics, wherever they are. It gets them on the gymnastics mat, or it gets them running a race. And, you know, this is for everybody. Everybody's in their own race. There's no competition yeah. Yeah. because you're the only you. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Stay tuned as we take a quick break and we'll see you on the other side of the show. Thank you for uh, that analogy because it really, um, it, it really resonates so much. And it's true, like you said, I mean, nobody gets a coach after they make the money or after they win the gold. Um, it's been so fascinating talk to, you, to talk to you. I don't want to let you go yet. However, I do have uh, a couple of more questions. You have accomplished so much yourself, right? And what are some habits or what are some routines and rituals that helped you get to this point? Now, you may look back and think like, okay, I don't know if, but you have done so much and it's not possible to be 99.3 GRE or run the marathons, go to, um, you know, go to med school, pre-med. What are some of your habits that um, you'd like to share with us? Chop wood, carry water. Mm. It's so humble. It's so boring. They're the, I mean, I don't find them boring, but, you know, I know that the daily success habits that I practice are incredibly powerful. Mm. The daily, here are a few of them. So every night, because night precedes day, from the darkness, uh, uh, the light illuminates the darkness. So I always start my day the night before. The night before, I'm really intentional about bedtime. Mm. I'm really intentional about bedtime. I, I, often take a bath before bed. I often read before bed. When I turn on the light, I always say every single night, what are you grateful for? And I fill my brain with things I'm grateful for. Why? Because it seeds my brain. It's like priming the pump so that as I drift into the next level of consciousness, aka sleep, I'm leading with gratitude and then my brain will look for other things to be grateful for so this has really shifted my sleep i often say before i go to sleep i'm going to have an amazing night's sleep i'm so excited to sleep it's going to be so deep it's going to be so restful i'm waking up refreshed in the morning you seed your subconscious mind before you go to sleep so then i go to sleep i have my dream time um, if i wake in the night that's fine i just meditate i meditate mm -hmm. i don't make it be wrong uh, you know, I have had a habit for 30 years of getting up and meditating in what we call the Amrit Vela, which are between about 345 and six in the morning. Yeah. And as I've uh, gotten older, I don't actually love getting up in the middle of the night anymore, but my body is so used to it that my body naturally wakes up. So mm -hmm. when I wake up, great. I, I'm available. I often get downloads for my business. I just lie and I receive. I just lie on the mother. And from an Ayurvedic standpoint, I just let myself be close to mother earth. I just let myself be held. I do a body scan. I'll maybe do some pranayama. I'll receive information. And then 
uh, in the morning when I wake up, I'll again do my gratitudes. So I have a gratitude sandwich from uh, the minute I go to sleep while I'm sleeping until I wake up. Mm -hmm. And then that gratitude sandwich seeds the day and there's a sandwich on the other end at night. Right. So it's, right. you know, it's part of this continuity, right? There's no difference between day and night because they're mm -hmm. both sandwiched by gratitude. Um, when I get out of bed, I look down at my feet and before my feet hit the ground, I recognize I'm coming in. Mm. I recognize it's a new day. I'm stepping into a new day. Every day I say, I'm the creator of my reality. Every day, every day, every day, every day. I'm the creator of my reality. I get to choose how I'm going to react. I get to choose, you know, right now, there's so much going on outside of me in the world that I do not control. It is more important than ever that I manage my emotional state, that mm. I be a beacon of peace and love and kindness and compassion and potential. And how can I help and how can I serve? It is so, 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 so important. It is more important now than ever. Nobody benefits from me not succeeding in my business. The yeah. more success I create in my business, the more I can help globally. And there is, goddess knows, need there is a humanitarian uh, urgency right now that there has never been before in my lifetime so yeah. i'll say i'm i'm walking into my life i'm the creator of my reality then i take a cold shower i personally love this habit because mm -hmm. it flushes you know we're, I'm, i realize everything we're talking about is expand contract expand contract expand contract i reinforce this message in my body all day long. So when I do the cold shower, what happens when the cold water hits my body is my blood vessels contract, right? They yeah. squeeze everything to the core. And then when the warm comes, everything rushes back out. So I'm literally reaffirming this, that I'm part of the universal pulse of everything. Yeah. It's so, it's so important. I mean, these are really, really simple things. Is it uncomfortable? Well, I suppose if, you had the perspective of this is uncomfortable, you would interpret it as uncomfortable. I don't interpret it as uncomfortable. I interpret it as, wow, I feel so alive. I mm. feel so alive right now. Um, and the cold is comfortable and the hot is comfortable. Then I meditate every single day. I meditate. Mm. I plant it somewhere, either right behind me on that sheepskin or I'll sit on the couch in the living room and I will meditate every day no matter what. Mm. And it's 10 to 30 minutes. Okay. It's more on weekends because I have more time and I will listen to whatever I want to listen to. So lately I've been really loving the sound of rain because rain reminds me of the divine feminine. It is the nourishment that earth craves. It is the, the softness it is the, the literal uh, lifeblood of the planet. And it reminds me of everyone's tears are in the rain, everyone's toilet flushing, everyone's washing machine, everyone's laundry. You know, all rivers flow to the ocean. Rumi says it so beautifully. He says, you are not a drop in the ocean. You're the entire ocean in a drop. So it's again, just the sound of rain. It's calming. And it reminds me that I'm part of something bigger. Mm. And my contribution matters. I often listen to guided meditation. I often chant. I often use mudra hand uh, position. I'll follow the breath. I'll count the breath. There are so many different ways to meditate, but I always, always meditate. I also always spend time reading uh, mostly philosophy and neuroscience mm -hmm. and poetry. 
because it inspires me. And, I, and so I want to fill my heart with and my mind with what inspires me so that I can serve in a, in a bigger way. Um, so those are some really important daily habits that I do before I ever start my day. Okay. I also drink water. You saw me drink water on the podcast. I drink a yeah. lot of water. I drink a lot of tea because the more hydrated we are, uh, the, the better our, our body will process information, the better our bodies will filter out mm. uh, stuff because water is a, is a filtration uh, mechanism. So I drink a lot of water. Um, and I'm quite aware of what's the thought and how does that feel in my body? And mm. I think because I'm so devoted to my meditation practice, it's quite automatic now that if I notice myself being triggered or anxious or activated or mad or reactive, I'm in a place of noticing. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. How does that feel? Okay, I feel the feeling. Oh, okay, well, I just thought something that created a feeling that pinched me off from the joy I am. What would I choose instead? Mm. I'm so aware of watching the thought as it begins to materialize into form because a thought is just an energy blob, like a cloud moving through the awareness. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't scratch the sky when it moves past the sky, right? So am I letting my thoughts scratch me? Am I letting my thoughts carve me up into pieces? And if they are, what am I going to do about it? So another one of my daily habits, uh, this comes straight from His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, and this has to do with worry. I used to be someone who was consumed by worry, thinking mm. everything was wrong. I'm wrong. I have to fix it. There's never enough. I'm never enough. I'm doing it wrong. I, that used to be my MO. And a lot of high achievers, uh, that's their MO. And so I notice now, if, I, if I'm worrying, what are they mm. going to think? Did I do it wrong? Should I do this on this date? What should I charge? What should I say? Like all of this, what should I fill in the blank? Mm. Anytime I hear the should, anytime I hear the condition, I know I'm operating in a conditional way. Mm. Should, would, could. Anytime I hear myself using those words, I should have, I would have, I could have, I got to notice it first. So step one is always noticing. Step two is what does that feel like? Step three is what do I choose instead? Mm. So I just have to be, I choose to be very aware. And so what the Dalai Lama says is when you notice yourself worrying, which is what should I, what could I, right? Mm. Um, you're in reactivity and it's very black and white. It's a two-step process. Can I do something about it right now? Mm. If the answer is no, don't worry about it. Is there a yeah. solution? No. If there's no solution, don't worry about it. If there is no solution, there's nothing to worry about because you're never going to find a solution if there isn't one. So just stop worrying about it if there's no solution. If there is a solution, what is the solution? What can I do right now? And then do it. Instead of worrying about it, just do it. And that will increase your productivity. It will increase your feeling of I'm doing something valuable. I matter. It will increase the feeling of I'm contributing. I'm helping. I'm serving. Mm. You being in action right. is incredibly valuable. And often what being in action looks like is I give myself permission to not react. I give myself permission to turn off my phone and to meditate. 
to right. come back to peace. That might be the action. Yeah. Great takeaways. Should, would, could. Going to keep that in mind when those conditions come up, how to respond to that. Uh, I feel like we could go on and I could hear you listen. I mean, I could listen to you all day long. But before I let you go, um, I do have this question, which is, what is your advice? Because I know you're coaching. What is your advice for entrepreneurs? And um, what do you wish? What, what is that one thing that you wish everyone knew? The one thing I wish everyone knew is how powerful you truly are. The one thing I wish you knew is that you are the entire universe in a body. Your contribution matters, your voice matters, your opinion matters, your perspective matters, your unique way of being you authentically matters. There is no one else on the planet who is you. And I wish you knew how unique and valuable and magnificent you are. I wish you knew that. Beautiful words. And Dr. Fryer, um, is there anything else you would like to leave our audience with? And also, of course, I know you're an author, you've written books. How can we get those? How can we get in touch with you? How can people find you, follow you, all of that? Uh, please share with us. Well, thank you so much. First of all, I just want to thank you so much for this incredible interview and these wonderful provocative questions that you've asked in this beautiful conversation we've had. If you are feeling resonant with this and you'd like to connect with me deeper, please go to my website, deborahfryer.com, D-E-B-O-R-A-H-F-R-Y-E-R.com and reach out to me in the contact form. I personally respond to every email and I love helping you upgrade your mindset, identify those beliefs that are limiting and disempowering so that you can really thrive and be confident and serve in the way that you want to be in the world. Uh, I also have a free book that I am offering that is called Turn on Your Tap and the links are in the show notes somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this, I really love this book because it walks you through emotional freedom technique, which is a proven mind body technique to release stress and increase confidence and purpose. Mm -hmm. And, and it is a very powerful way for you to literally retrain your brain so that you stress less and you can be more present and more calm and more clear in your purpose and your mission. So I'd love for you to download that and start tapping along with me. Right. Thank you so much. I feel like we should do a part two because there's so many questions that I did have for you, but I would love to come back to you. Thank you so much because I have never had a conversation like this before. Um, this has been my first time experience. And I was all in listening to your story. It's, it's really brought goosebumps. So many connections. Um, I meditate, so I'm glad to know that. That's a great takeaway from you. I have also practiced Ashtanga Yoga. My conditioning was exactly the same. Get a job, um, do well in school, do well in, at work, get a job. And that's how you will thrive in life. In fact, my parents, when I did start my business four years ago, were horrified uh, because I quit my job and they were like, how can you do this? 
So, I mean, it's been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for your time. I, you've been really generous with your time and sharing everything that you've learned so far. We're going to be sharing all the details about how to get in touch with the Dr. Fryer, the website links, uh, Instagram links, and the link to the book uh, in the show notes. And I hope we will see you sometime in India on your next visit or when you visit. Now that we are all opened up, uh, the place is calling. You should be here soon. And I look forward to staying connected to you, Dr. Fry. I look forward to that too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode and you want more, you can go to the show notes on my website, which is successwithsavita.com forward slash podcast. If you like what you've heard so far, I would be grateful to you if you could leave me a five-star review, subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend who may find this useful. You can also follow me on my Instagram at successwithsavita and DM me any questions you may have and I will be happy to answer them for you. Until the next episode, believe in yourself and all the best to your success.